1: Oh, George Santos, you are such a bad liar, if that is your name, George Santos. Welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show. I am Lydia sarami You can follow me on social media, uh, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. That's Lydia News, because I am a journalist. I like to tell the truth, and uh, that's what we do here at WABC. I know that's a foreign concept for George Santos. I was trying to cut him a break. We interviewed him, and... He gave us kind of some ridiculous answers. John Katzmatidis, I think, asked the best question of all. He said, where did this 700-something thousand dollars come from that you paid to your campaign supposedly out of your own pocket? Because, you know, he had said he was this Goldman Sachs guy and this and that. And he said, oh, I paid it through my – I paid myself through my company and now it looks like that may not be the case because now you have the district attorney of Nassau County, Ann Donnelly, who's as straight of an arrow as you could possibly be. I've I've met this woman, I've interviewed this woman. She is she's like the top of the top type of person. You know what I'm saying? Like those people that you meet and you're like, wow, this, this person tells it like it is. And she's investigating him. She's now investigating, they're launching an investigation. Now there's all these this he didn't go to Horace Mann, which is a New York City. A uh, private school in New York, uh, you know, he apparently didn't even go to that high school that he said he went to. He didn't graduate from the colleges he said he graduated from. There's even some talk that his mother may have died on different dates. There's actual tweets that people have found from his Twitter feed that he said that his mother died on nine eleven. Then there's another where he says that she died of cancer in, in 2016. There... He says he was married for five years, but then he says he's gay. And then, of course, there's the whole Jewish thing. Then he says, no, I never said I was Jewish. But there's actual video where he says he is Jewish on his maternal side. Yet when they looked at his mother's Facebook page, she had all this Catholic imagery. She died of cancer, we think. Uh, I mean, there's just so much going on. Then there's these stories about him being in Brazil and a guy and. And, the, and you, you're probably thinking, well, the Democrats lie, too, 100%. But two two wrongs don't make a right, okay? They Anybody who lies, like Joe Biden, lying Biden, he has lied so many times about his backgrounds, about the, his law school, and he drove an 18-wheeler, how he did in law school, all all these things. I mean, on Justin and on. Ellick here with your bottom of the... Oh, somebody pressed the button again. Diego, don't press the button. Uh, but, you know... Joe Biden I mean he has he's so many lies shifty shift uh you've got uh Eric Swalwell he had the affair with the chinese spy he lied about it i mean we've had people like literally on the floor of congress making up stuff but again two wrongs don't make a right and so we have to be people that are are above all this we we shouldn't condone this kind that what does it say of as a system so this guy George Santos he didn't just come out of nowhere he started He's been in politics since 2020. How did nobody vet him? And his opponent, Zimmerman, he said that he knew, but he gave the information to some local reporters. It's abysmal. And then I got some emails from people saying, I feel defrauded. I voted for George Santos because he said his family members survived the Holocaust. Why are you voting for somebody simply because they're Jewish or simply because a family member may or may not have survived the Holocaust? You're playing right into the progressive hand. That's what George Santos did. He played the system. He played the system. I saw one article, too, where he claimed to be half black. He said he was gay. He said he was Jewish. He said, I think the guy would have said anything just to get elected. And sadly, that's what we're seeing from a lot of these politicians. And a lot of people that are really qualified to be politicians don't even become politicians because they don't want to lie. They don't want to get down and dirty, and they know, like, if I don't have the right last name or if I don't look the certain way, that they're not going to get – they're not going to win. Why did Vice President Kamala Harris become the vice president? Seriously, why? Two reasons. She's black and she's a woman. Sorry. That's it. Was it because of her excellent work with uh, Willie Brown? No. You know, I mean, let, let's be serious here. Why do a lot of people get into these high positions because of identity politics? And it shouldn't be that way. And so George Santos played the system to his advantage. Do I think he'll be seated? Yes. According to Congressman King, who's another guy who's like, I, 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 he's the he's one of the few because he's, they're here at WABC. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. That actually tells the truth. He's very stand up. And he... He's like, he's very disappointed in the whole G- George Santos thing. And he thinks that eventually he'll be out by summer. So we shall see what will happen. We don't know. But, you know, this is an embarrassment. This is a state not just for Republicans, but for, for everybody. And we need to get rid of all of these liars. Why did Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez win? Why? Because of her last name, Cortez. And then the guy she was running against, he was MIA. He wasn't even living in the district. He thought, hey, this bartender... She's not going to stand. To, you know, she's, she doesn't have a chance against me. Why did Governor Cuomo probably pick Kathy Hochul? Why? Because she was from Buffalo and because she was a woman. Can we not just pick the right people? Forget about the color of their skin. Forget about what's between their legs. Just pick the right person. That's it. And that's why George Santos won because of the last name. Because he was gay. And literally, I have several emails from people saying they feel defrauded because. They thought he was Jewish. So what, now that he, you know, somebody, if you're Jewish, that makes you a better politician? No, 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 no. So we're going to open up the uh, phones, one eight hundred eight four 848 wabc That number is one eight hundred eight 848 I'm Lydia Serrani, filling in for Brian Kilmead. So New York has the great distinction of being number one. And you're like, okay, what are they number one in? They are number one in population decline for the second year in a row. So for a two-year period, just in two years alone, we have lost over 2% of the state population. 431,000 people have left the state of New York, a mass exodus. And which state has seen the biggest increase in overall population? That's Texas with almost a half a million Florida, obviously, right there. And why are people leaving in droves from places like New York State and California? Because of the woke policies. The COVID mandates, the taxes, and the crime. And now New York State, with all those people leaving, guess what? These were high-wage earners. So those people that left, 9.5% of those people that left, they were high-wage. High earners making above $750,000. Almost 2% of the people that left were millionaires. So all of these people that made a lot of money, good money, guess what? They contributed to the revenue. New York State, California, we got a lot of high earners. They also contribute to the federal budget, the taxes, all of that. And who is coming in the place of all these high earners that are leaving? Migrants. People that are dependent on the system, who is going to pay for all these people when our taxes are literally walking out the door and going to red states? Now the fear is, wow, they're going to turn places like Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, Texas, all of these red states. Arizona is now fully purple. They're going in Nevada. They they're turning that purple, but it was red. So their fear is. So you have these people voting with their feet and they're leaving, but then whatever, they they take their like woke policies with them and then they end up voting for Democrats anyway. So hopefully that's not the case. And we saw the case in uh, Florida where people continue to vote red and they continue to vote Republican because they're sick of the Democrat policies. They're sick of the super high taxes, the crime and the COVID mandates. The lockdowns we saw were so detrimental. I We were shouting it from the rooftops Forget about me and you. Oh, we couldn't go to a restaurant. We couldn't go to a concert. And, you know, a lot of people, adults benefited from COVID, by the way, because mostly everybody I know now works from home or they have a hybrid situation. So a lot of people that I know, they're like, Oh, thank God for the pandemic. However, when it comes to children, it was catastrophic. Keeping them out of school, I will say it. Oh, Lydia's being hysterical. She's being hyperbolic. No, it was catastrophic to keep kids out of school for two years. Thank God my, my daughter, she went to kind of like a special private type of school where she was still able to go in occasionally. She had to wear her mask. But let me tell you, I have so many friends with kids that now supposedly have speech problems. They are behind in their reading, writing, math, you name it. A, little bit, a lot of them are antisocial. And now that they're back in school, they're getting sicker than ever before. Their immune systems are basically compromised because they've been on lockdown. They've been isolated for two years. So this is what we're seeing. And that's why you've got the emergency rooms. That are filled up. Pediatric patients, RSV and the flu and all these other things. They're getting sick more easily because kids should not be locked up. Kids should be out interacting with each other. And one of my friends, uh, Gina... She was telling me, she's like her daughter, Madison. She's like, Madison, all of a sudden has like this like weird lisp. Like, I don't know where this came from. And I said, Gina, it's from the mask. And she was like, oh, my God, Lydia, you're right. I said, it's from the mask. And so now she has to get speech therapy. And so thankfully, Gina is able to afford to hire a speech therapist and get her daughter the help that she needs. But a lot of these inner city communities and parents, single parent homes, or maybe it's just a grandmother, they can't afford special services. They don't realize what's going on with their kid. They just think that the kid is being a bad kid. So kids are running wild. That's why you have in Chicago. Do you know in Chicago there and and, in Washington, D.C. as well, there's carjackings are out of control. Guess who's doing the carjackings? Not even 14, not even 13. you got 11 and 12 year olds, 11 and 12 year olds are carjacking in in Washington, D.C. They should be in school. But when you don't have that structure of going to school, and even when you go to school, the teacher's like, I don't care. You know what? Because the union's going to protect me. I don't care. I can do whatever I want. They're getting rid of all the specialized testing, so I don't even have to make sure that this kid passes this test, because if he doesn't pass it, I get in trouble. So you have a lot of teachers. I I would say the teachers that I know, they care. So you, not all teachers, but you do have quite a few teachers. They don't care. The kid doesn't get penalized for not coming to class on time. And it, it just goes on and on. There's no structure. You see what's going on in the public schools where the graduation rate has plummeted. The standardized test scores have plummeted. And yet in the charter schools, the success academies and the private schools, Catholic schools, the Catholic schools stayed open during the pandemic, right? They stayed open. They weren't really affected. Their graduation rates are still over 90-something percent. And so now you've got... A lot of people sending their kids to Catholic schools. I'm a product of the Catholic school. Did I hate it when I got in trouble because I, when I was going to Cardinal Spellman and my skirt was really long, it was like, it was ridiculous. It was like below my knee, you know, the plaid skirt and everything. And I wanted to look a little cuter. So I wanted to put it just above my knee. And for every role you had Dean Faulkner, that's she's, I think she's still there. You got a day of detention for it. So I, at a time, I'm like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe I have to stay after school for, like, two hours because I rolled my skirt just once. just once. And you had some girls that would roll it up so high you could see, like, their underpants. I rolled it once, and I got a day of detention. But you know what? That taught me, like, discipline. Don't roll your skirt. And if you were late to class, you also got a day of detention. That's what we we need to do to kids. They need structure. They need discipline. They need a schedule. They should not be allowed to run wild. Let's go to the phone calls. We got a full board of calls. Let's go to Tony from Manhattan. Hi, Lydia. Hey, Tony.
2: I am Tony from Manhattan. Tony Melendez. Come from Puerto Rico when I was a teenager, and I started in maintenance, cleaning supermarkets, mm. and I became supervisor, one of the best franchises in New York, and at the age of 37. I lost my eyesight because of my mother. Yeah, something like that. Then, why I send this? Because your boss started in food, too, supermarket. And we have discipline. We started, I came here and I said, I have to make it. I cannot let it go because i was going to be blind at age 40 or because of asthma. I work hard. And now I'm living in Manhattan. Since 1960, the Manhattan that your boss, Knows the one that I know, ABC. The one that I know,
1: it's a shame. It's a shame what's happened. It's a shame what has happened to Manhattan. And you, I know you're Puerto Rican, so you're an American, but it's not easy for people that don't know the language. They come here to New York and look, you are the embodiment of the American dream. You just worked really hard, and despite your disabilities you said you were blind you kept going and going and pushing forward and i can guarantee you you don't look for anybody to help you so tony from manhattan thank you so much for all that you do and and god bless you and i will be taking more of everybody's phone calls and this is why i love being on the radio with you guys You guys are my friends. It's not the listeners. You guys are my friends. We're here to have a conversation, to figure out what's going on with the world, to not just complain and find out some solutions and hold people accountable. And so when we sit around the dinner table, do not be afraid to talk politics. Do not be afraid to speak your mind if you do it in a nice way. And I think we can all agree on a lot, a lot of things. It doesn't have to be a right or left thing it should just be a red, white, and blue thing because at the end of the day, we all love America. Keep it right here. I'm Lydia Serrano in for Brian Kilmeade on the greatest station in the world, WABC.
3: WABC Welcome
0: back.
1: The Brian Kill Me show, New York, New York, oh, the concrete jungle where dreams are made of. Well, actually, now nightmares are made of. I'm Lydia Serrani. You can follow me at Lydia News. We got a full board of calls, which I'll be taking momentarily. Again, New York. I'm looking at these stats from the Census Bureau that were just released about how many people are leaving in droves. California right behind it. I mean, this is so bad Then it goes Illinois, Pennsylvania. So California, they're so ridiculous that I think I honestly do think that they want to turn the rest of the country into California where people are on the streets that you think the homeless crisis is bad here in New York City, in L.A.? Forget about it. It is so bad. San Francisco. It is just horrendous. And don't forget Nancy Pelosi. That's where she's from. Kamala Harris. And Gavin Newsom, he is going to run for president. Mark my words. I I don't think Biden's going to make it to 2024. Clearly, he is in a really bad way, like cognitively, he's not there. It, it's and when you, when you see somebody, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I do have a, a I know of somebody that has early onset dementia, and it and it kind of rapidly progresses when they. In a stressful situation, if if he wasn't the president of the United States, it would be, I think, much more gradual. But being the president of the United States, it's obviously a high stress position. And I think Biden is rapidly progressing in a downward spiral because you see him the way he's talking like this and his the way he walks and he's kind of more hunched over. And Newsom, he recently went down to the border saying we can't have an open border. There needs to be more legislation. But he also put out a video, Diego. He put out a video talking about just how great California is. And he's trying to entice more people to to come there. Hey, Newsom, you're going to need more than this video. Clip one.
4: It's Independence Day, so let's talk about what's going on in America. Freedom is under attack in your state. Your Republican <laughs> leaders, they're banning books. Making making oh, vote, Restricting speech in classrooms. How about they didn't kids the Women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, where we still believe in freedom. Freedom of speech. Freedom to choose. <laughs> freedom, freedom from hate. Freedom for freedom your kids to, to mutilate
5: life. themselves. Don't let
1: them take your freedom.
5: Paid for by Newsom for California Governor 2022.
1: Wow. They want to compare books. And meanwhile, in California, do you know your kid? They, they, first of all, a doctor could get in trouble in California for so-called misinformation when it comes to COVID and other. They also are very firm on allowing kids to mutilate themselves, to basically conduct chemical castration, you know, take those hormones where they stop their puberty. And these are the same hormones, the drugs that they, the puberty blockers that cancer patients take whether it be breast cancer prostate hormonal type of cancers you know cancers that are driven by the female or the male hormone so this is what's this is like you know they want to compare books they obviously are very pro drag queen story hour they lock down the schools i think some school districts there still have the mask mandates uh let's go to the phone calls let's go to david from the bronx
2: Yes, good morning. I wanted to point out a couple of things about this uh, George Santos thing that strike me as being very unusual. First thing is he has had not a single friend or family member come forward to vouch for him. That is very odd for someone in his type of situation. And you have to ask yourself, what kind of person doesn't have a single friend or family member to to come forward for them? And And the second thing is that this man claims to be gay. Mm. But he was married for five years, which sounds like green card marriage, possible Mm. immigration fraud. Now, was he married to a citizen to get citizenship, or did he marry someone and take money to have them become a citizen? I think these are things that people need to
1: look into. You are 100 percent right, Dave, from the Bronx, and that's why we have the best listeners. Yeah, nobody has come out to vouch for him, not a brother, not a – I think I saw a picture of his father – Nobody's come out. I think they're all a little freaked out by him, and I, I don't know. I, it's just I can't believe it. And John got that exclusive interview. John Katzen, he got that exclusive interview with him, and he came on, and we, we I, th- I thought like we were, we were very fair with him. We were tough, but we were very fair. And he, he didn't answer really any of the questions. Uh, all he said was that he embellished on his resume, and then he made up that story about the Pulse nightclub that people worked. Uh, The people that worked for him died there. And then Anthony Weiner, who was in studio that day, which is like peak New York for for Weiner to be in studio to question Santos. And he asked him that great question. And Santos was just like, oh, it's people that work for a company, this and that, like he circumvented it. And then I tried asking him, I said, well, if the New York Times report, which finally did the investigative piece two years too late, you know, if he was going to sue them, and he was like, "No, I'm not." Uh, he he just never really answered a question, and so Congressman Weiner, yeah, he's a former congressman, but he's a congressman nonetheless. Uh, uh, he to his credit, he's like, "Yeah, I I left being a congressman because I lied." And 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 Weiner said, he's like, "It's one thing to lie because you're embarrassed about something that you did," and and Weiner says that's why he lied because he was ashamed, he was embarrassed, he felt remorse, and we all have done that, right? We've all, like, lied because we've done something and we're embarrassed by it, right? Santos just lied for, like, no reason. Some of the lies he made is just, like, really bizarre. Like, where he worked, where he went to school. Like, it seems like his whole life is a lie. Uh, let's go to Christine from Duchess County.
3: Hi, Lydia. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Same to you. It's so wonderful to speak to you. I have to tell you that you are the reason that I listen to WABC talk radio.
1: Oh, you're so sweet.
3: what happened was I'm a new conservative, a new Republican. I switched over when Trump came into office and I saw what was going on. I did my research. And so I started listening to, you know, podcasts and radio. And I found the other talk radio station that was on AM And they were good. And I guess I must have been scanning one day and it stopped on you talking. You happened to be speaking that day. And I was like, wait a minute. This girl is no nonsense. She's smart. Like, people can say this on the radio. Like, I was so impressed. And I just, you're a good girl. I can say that like a a Christian.
1: And I just. I'm I'm just like you. And ever since. I'm just like that? I'm just like you. I'm one of you. I'm I'm you. Like that's why people like, "Oh, we love you Lydia because we're all the same." You know, you think about it like our backgrounds are very similar. We just come from a regular regular blue-collar, you know, middle-class neighborhood and we don't see what we don't like what's going on with our country. And and I'm just speaking out for all of you. That's all I'm trying to do and I think that's why you and, you probably you and I have like this connection. Yes,
3: yes. And you hooked me in and I've been listening every day since I, I'm a home health care worker. I do physical therapy in people's homes. So I'm driving all day, and I listen to all the programs. And I just want to thank you and, and, and just bless you. Oh,
1: God You're bless a you, too. young woman. Oh, thank you so much, Christine. God bless you and God bless your family. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Everybody we got we got a lot of work to do. That's what we're doing. We're telling the truth here at WABC keeping it real. I'm Lydia Serrana in for Brian Kilmeade. Keep it right here. Coming up we'll be speaking with a Dove He's got a lot to say about the hate crimes that are going on in New York City. Keep it right here. W A B C.
6: Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter
1: and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. Oh, Frank Sinatra, you guy he transcends all generations. He had such a beautiful, velvety voice. Dare I say, they don't make men like that anymore. I mean, Really? Like, he just, you know what they call that? Swagger. Back then, he was smooth, beautiful voice, great performer. Welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. I am Lydia Serrano. You can follow me at social media, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. You hear me alongside John Katzmatidis every day at 5 o'clock, where we mix common sense, a couple little laughs, and just keep on telling the truth and telling it like it is. And you'll, you'll, you will hear stuff on John Matiti show at 5 o'clock you won't hear anywhere else. And I'm not exaggerating. I know you're probably like, oh, here she goes again. She's kissing her boss's ass. You will hear stuff on that show that you won't hear anywhere else. And I'm not just talking about the breaking news. John has, like, the most context, extensive context, and that's why literally the KGB, China, you name it, listen to the show – You know how we know because articles come out after the show is over in like foreign languages from all over the world. So it's pretty crazy. And then I even think that the Fed chair Powell, he listens to John's show because John will say something. And then the next day, Jerome Powell will say something. And it's like he's responding to what John is saying. And I get people all the time saying like, oh, that they listen to the show. So it's crazy. So we got another important topic we need to tackle What's going on in New York City? Hate crimes, specifically against Jewish people, up 125%. The statistics are staggering. You heard me talk about this a little bit with Curtis Sliwa this morning with John Katz on the It in Friends show. On the line with us right now, we have Dub Hyken. He is a New York staple. Uh, Dub Hyken, how are you, sir?
7: Good to be with you, Lydia.
1: Tell us more. You had sent me a message on Twitter. I was shocked by the numbers. Break it down for us.
7: Well, looking at the 2018 to 2022, uh, 94% of anti-Jewish assaults were directed against people in the orthodox community. In other words, people who are identifiably Jewish. <clears throat> and that's basically four neighborhoods, uh, Williamsburg, Flappish, Heights, and, and Borough Park, basically all Brooklyn. I mean, 94 some of the other things we found was that, you know, 97% uh, of the perpetrators, you know, who's committing these assaults? You know, when de Blasio was in office and Democrats in particular, they like to talk about white supremacy, that the attacks upon Jews, the anti Semitism is all white supremacy. Well, there's nothing like facts. I mean, some people don't want to be confused with facts, but the fact is based on the study of our organization, Americans Against Anti-Semitism, 97% of the perpetrators against the Jewish people were other minorities. 70% Mm. of them were blacks. Mm. No one is blaming any particular community, but we need to face the realities. We need to talk about this. Otherwise, how do we ever solve a problem if we don't face a problem? By the way, the number of white people, uh, 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 you know, 70% 70% black, 2% white people involved in hate crimes against Jews here in New York. Those are those those are facts. And and another thing that's very very important, there are no consequences for beating up on Jews. Mm. No consequences. We found in all the cases we looked at, only two people actually got some jail time. Otherwise, absolutely nothing. Little public outcry, you know, Attacks upon Jews just gets treated very differently. I mean, I can only just imagine for one second if a a bunch of Hasidic Jews, Orthodox Jews, identifiably Orthodox Jews, were to commit acts of hate against black people. I mean, just one act of Mm. hate, two acts of hate. Could you imagine the, the discussions that would be going on, the outcry that would be going on, the nonstop press coverage that would be going on? I, and, I couldn't
1: even imagine. Yeah. Again, we are speaking with Dov Hyken, former New York State Assemblyman, founder of Americans Against Anti-Semitism, of course, a proud Jewish American and staunch supporter of Israel. And you, you brought up an excellent point because it's only 2% of white people perpetuating any kind of hate crimes, and yet you hear... You even you hear you heard Merrick Garland saying that white supremacy was the greatest threat facing our nation. And yet over 70 percent of the people that are actually perpetuating hate crimes against Jews are from the African-American community. And it also reminds me of that guy that wanted to attack the synagogues. He was just let out. You know, that was a recent case. Right. Right, right.
7: Sure. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, the fact is that uh, There's no plan, Lydia. You know, when there's a serious problem, you know, housing problem, uh, whatever the problem is, you know, government has a plan, whether it's the mayor, the governor, or the president of the United States. Can anyone share a plan with you, Lydia, or me, or anyone? What is the game plan to deal with hate? Everybody's having conferences on anti-Semitism. The mayor of New York just went to Athens for a conference on anti-Semitism. Does anybody have a clue what the hell they discussed and what the mayor came back with to help us fight anti-Semitism? The White House just had a conference on anti-Semitism. What was that all about? Does anybody remember that one? Or that's long forgotten. You know, all that happens, Lydia, attacks upon Jews. This is the scenario. Press conference, politicians have a lot of courage. They condemn anti-Semitism. They're against anti-Semitism. Well, what's the game plan? What are we going to do? You know, I was just thinking, looking at the numbers that, you know, that I just shared with you. If so many of these hate crimes are happening in four neighborhoods where you have a lot of Hasidic Jews, a lot of Orthodox Jews, do you remember the old days? And I don't know how far you go back, Lydia, but I go back a long time, you know, where they – the police department would put people into the – in communities where there were problems – Officers, men and women, who look like the people in the community. They would have male Mm. police officers look like Hasidic Jews. They would have women police officers look like women in a Hasidic community. Why is this not happening? If if we identify four communities where almost all these attacks are happening – What's the game plan, Lydia? It's all just ridiculous. It's dishonest as far as But what's the point? They
1: they just going to arrest them and they get let out? You said it was only two people out of the hundreds of attacks actually served any any time. Why do you think the the Jews are, are being targeted specifically by the by the African American community? We know Kanye West, he's had some anti Semitic uh, obviously, statements, and he believes, and there was, of course, Louis Farrakhan, the biggest anti-Semitic person that that in the world, right? He's very world famous for some of the disgusting things he said. Jay Z, Curtis Lee were brought up. I didn't even know has some anti-Semitic lyrics about Jews owning the world and all this real estate. Why? Why is it like inherent in some parts, not all, of course, in 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 like the culture, that hip hop culture, to hate Jews.
7: Well, Lydia, I don't know specifically about that culture, but hating Jews, Jew hatred, goes back literally, uh, you know, thousands of years. And none of it has changed. The the hatred that was used against the Jewish people thousands of years ago, the Jews are all powerful. <clears throat> they control everything. You know, Jews being the scapegoat, whatever your problem is, Lydia, it's the Jew, The Jew controls the banks, the Jew controls the media. If you're not happy with your landlord and he happens to be a Jew, it's all the Jewish people. It's me, my wife, my family. I mean, that is just the reality of, of what goes on out there, scapegoat the Jew. It's such an easy target. You mentioned Farrakhan. I mean, Farrakhan is, I agree with you, the number one hater in this country. But you have members of the United States Congress. You yeah. have a lot of people who go to him Ilhan and pay Omar. homage mm-hmm. to this freaking day. Mm-hmm. How in God's name. Do you imagine if I went to pay homage to David Duke? Mm-hmm. They'd crucify me. That's what they would do. They'd hang
1: me someplace. You have the Minnesota Congresswoman. I know, Minnesota Congresswoman, Ilhan Omar, the biggest anti-Semite there is. And she's famous for it, for the 9-11 terrorist attack. Some people did something. I mean, it is un. Believable, it is unbelievable, and she's doing a horrible job. By the way, too, she almost got voted out by her own people. She's uh, originally from Somalia. I, I, I just don't understand. Um, Dub Haken, thank you for spreading the word and give everybody your your Twitter handle and how they can find out more information because you are a American, wealth of information. Americans,
7: yeah, sure. I thank first of all, thank you, Lydia. AmericansAA.org. Uh, by the way, we have just come out with a book, a brief and visual history of antisemitism. I will send you a copy. I can tell you, Lydia, I guarantee you right now, it's a, it's a lot of chutzpah for me to say this, but you have never seen a book like this. Uh, the visual part, there are 70 videos you can watch of the actual things you're reading about in the book by putting an app on your phone. But it goes back in terms of anti-Semitism, going back to Greco-Roman times up until right now. And the thing that you people will learn nothing has changed. Mm. The same hate that existed thousands of years ago, the same things that Adolf Hitler said, the same things that Kanye West has said, and so on and so forth. So you know, people can go on Amazon. And as I said, what's the name of the book? A a Brief uh, uh, and Visual History of Antisemitism by Batone. Again, guarantee you have never seen anything like this book.
1: Well, thank you so much, Dove Hyken, for all that you do. And Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and you are and you are amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, you know, we do have to go to a break. And people say to me all the time, like, Lydia, why are you such a staunch supporter of the Jewish people? Because I'm Albanian, right? I think Albanian. I'm, I'm a proud American. And I tell this story because it sticks in my mind when I was 10 years old and I was walking down the streets of the very Serbian city called Nikšić, And I was talking Albanian to my cousin, uh, Violeta, I remember. And she couldn't because they speak sp- sober Croatian. I spoke. Uh, they didn't know English. They so were speaking Albanian. And this little old lady heard me speaking Albanian and she spit on me and she went Pooh, Albansky. And I thought to myself at 10 years old, how can you hate me? And you don't even know me. And so I, I have that kind of like kinship in my heart for the Jewish people. And of course, Jesus was Jewish. And so if, you, if you're a Christian, you have to be an ally of the Jews as well. I'm Lydia Sarani filling in for Brian Kilmead, Keep it here. We're get, we have a lot to talk about. I'm going to have uh, Brigadier General Blaine Holt on at 11 o'clock to talk about this increasing tensions between Kosovo and Serbia. And guess, of course, who's backing Serbia? Russia. We're gonna take more of your phone calls. We got a lot to talk about. Keep it right here on the greatest radio station in the world, WABC.
8: Talk radio
3: 77 WABC. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. I'm Lydia Saranai. Filling in for Brian Kilmeade, you can follow me on social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S. And you've probably heard me on the Sit and Friends show. I have a report there at 825-ish every morning. And then I sit alongside John Katzmatidis on a fantastic show, Cats at Night at 5 o'clock. And, you know, I look at a lot of social media, and that's where a lot of people get their news from. And there's a trend going on. And it's called the buckle fat removal. You're like, what is buckle fat? It's spelled B-U-C-C-A-L. And what that is, it's like a little pocket of fat in uh, people's faces, right under like their cheekbones. And girls are actually women, young women, they're getting it removed and they make an incision through like the opening of their mouth to suck it out. And you're like, why would anybody do that? Why would anybody want to hollow out their face and make themselves look older, well, the girls are doing this to give them, make the appearance of uh, higher cheekbones. Leah Michelle, you know, that girl that was in Glee, she's now on Broadway. She did it, and now she looks like a man. Beautiful, round, I mean, I just don't understand. Chrissy Teigen, you know, the girl, the woman that's married to John Legend, she did it. And it's like this trend that it's going on, and it, it reminds me, I know I'm... I'm you're gonna think, oh, what is she doing? Correlating the two, but like the kind of the whole transgender thing that people are like not happy with whatever's going on in their life, and then they think, let me just get this surgery, let me just do this, and it'll make me happy. Like that boy, I think his name is Derek Mulvaney. He was the one that went was went to the White House. He's transgender. He's very popular on social media, and he was invited to the White House by President uh, Biden. And Biden said, you know, uh, he's very pro-transgender. He was documenting he's undergoing facial feminization surgery. This is a good-looking kid. He's a good-looking kid. He could have probably been a model, like the chiseled features. And he's like, I, I just like, it makes me sad. It makes me so sad that you have these beautiful people that God made and in his likeness, and they're mutilating themselves because they're caught up on some trends and the repercussions are lifelong and they're going to regret it. I'm telling you right now, this whole trend of what is going on 10 years from now, you're going to have so many kids saying I have aches and pains. I didn't know I had before because they're experiencing bone loss from the puberty blockers. You're going to have people saying I cut off my breasts and I shouldn't have done it. We hear about a few, but I think we're going to hear more and more. And it's really sad because the schools, these woke schools that are in these blue, blue cities are so concerned about the pronouns and so concerned about not hurting kids' feelings, this and that, and they're confusing them. They're confusing them. My daughter, she's five. This is a true story. She said to me yesterday, Mommy, I want a cell phone. And I said, over my dead body. At five years old, and it's my fault because she sees me on my cell phone. So it's my fault. But I won't give her a cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone for a very, very long time. So she's not going to have one. She's not going to be on social media. I I thank God social media didn't exist. All we had, me growing up, was AOL, and we had AOL chat. That's what what I had. That's how old I am because I can't even imagine if we had social media when I was growing up, like this Instagram and the Snapchats and the TikToks and all this stuff. And we could ridicule each other and brainwash because that's what's happening. We're being brainwashed into thinking that if we do X, Y, and Z, we'll make ourselves happy. When at the end of the day, sounds corny, but true happiness is found within yourself. Let's go to the phone calls. Uh, John from Queens.
6: Yes, hello, Lydia. How are you today? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing fine. Thank you very much. I was listening to what you were saying about people voting people, but according to uh, different uh, identities and things of that sort. Well, the fact of the matter is the mainstream news media balkanized the American people into segregating ourselves into tribes. You're right. And like, the thing is, we we like to think that we all love America. Mm -hmm. But because of the education system and what's been going on as far as being brainwashed like you were just talking about, Mm -hmm. not too many people do. Nobody sings the Pledge of Allegiance or anything like that. The National Anthem, the people don't even want to stand up for it. And it's really sad state of affairs for these United States of America.
1: John, Um, I couldn't agree more. I I love your accent, by the way. You should do, like, voiceover work. Doesn't he sound like he could be, like, a, you know, like you could be in it, like a play a Disney character? Like a, (laughs) right? Do people tell you that? You have, like, the quintessential New York slash Italian voice.
6: Well, thank you very much. I happen to be Croatian matter of fact, born in Brooklyn.
1: Oh, you're Croatian. So you're t- how tall are you? Five eight. Oh, you're only because a lot of, when I've been to Croatia, everybody there is tall. See, I'm five foot ten. People when they meet me, they're like, Whoa, you're tall because my family's from the north, northern Albania, and well, they're ethnic Albanian from Montenegro. Malisi they call it. Um Malizi. means Black Mountains, Mountain Montenegro. And so when we go to like uh, Croatia, Dubrovnik, and all those beautiful places, everybody is so tall and beautiful. So you, You right? My
6: family is a midget uh, midget of a variety. We actually come from Herzegovina, parts of Bosnia.
1: Oh well, thank you so much, John from Queens, for uh, for calling in. And let's go to J.C. from Long Island.
2: All right. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you, J.C.
2: Oh, great. I've been on hold for taking me. Um, I watched you launch a long time ago and ascend to John Kastamitidis' sidekick regularly, which I hear regularly. Um, Purpose of the phone call, twofold. Uh, Values, and uh, it starts at the children. Uh, I'm all about the children. Uh, My plan is to launch this year, and uh, I'm at a place where I'm just going to I'm going to stand up and take the hits and tell the truth. Uh, You're about the truth. Uh, WABC Radio is about the truth. Uh, I love what they've done there. I'm a listener for probably 50 years plus. Uh, I know everybody on this radio station.
6: Um,
2: i like to see it go more to the truth. Um, Values and children, uh, shots are the newest thing coming out on the radio I'm hearing, the TV. I don't like it. We have dispelled it. Um, what I'd like to see you do is get in John's ear and uh, bring on the people who uh, patent, made the drugs, uh, everybody censored, bring everybody censored to the game more than he has. Uh, Cause those are the people holding the real truth.
1: Thank you so much, JC. We got to go to more calls and I appreciate you listening and being such a loyal follower of WABC. We have an amazing lineup. So I'm on until noon with all of you again. I will have a general, a Blaine Holt on. He's an expert when it comes to uh, geopolitics, and he's going to talk about this. Uh, once again, renewed tensions between Serbia and Kosovo. See, that's why it's so important. Okay. Don't get mad, everybody. Don't get mad because everybody's a, we have to back Ukraine because if we don't back Ukraine, we are, and then. Emboldening Russia, we are emboldening an aggressor, a Hitler-like, a Stalin-esque-like type of person who wants to take over the world, and that's why Serbia is now starting to bulk up because Russia is emboldening them and backing them. And if we allow them to take Ukraine, they're going to take Poland. They're going to take and who they they'll take. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. They will destabilize all of Western and Eastern Europe. It's a big deal. So that is why, and. Uh, but I 100% agree with everybody. Every single penny, not every dollar, every single penny has to be accounted for. That doesn't mean it's not being accounted for, but every single penny has to be accounted for. And I do worry 100% about any possible corruption and people making money off of a war because we know that people make money off of wars. That's that's a fact. And a lot of people even start wars just to make money and with the contractors and all that. So we'll be talking to General Blinghole, but we got a great. Line up here, ten to twelve. I'll be on, and then Curtis Sleewell will be back on. Then after Curtis, it's Dominic Carter from one to three. He's filling in for Greg Kelly, and I'm seeing it on social media. You guys are in love with some Dominic Carter, right? They love them some some dark chocolate there. They love themselves so, some Dominic Carter. So then you got Dominic Carter, and then from uh, then from three to four, you got Mayor Giuliani. He's he's awesome. And then four to five, you're gonna have Anthony Weiner. He's in for James Golden, and then of course I'm back. With Cats Matidi's five to six, so we got a great lineup. Keep it right here. I'm Lydia Serrani. Lydia News. L I D I A N E W S. In for the great Brian Kilmeade. Keep it right here. WABC.
3: Top radio seventy seven. WABC. Children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside.
1: Oh, I love Whitney Houston. Give them a I, I believe God. the children are our future. Welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. I'm Lydia Serrani. That's Whitney Houston, the greatest artist that ever lived. She's right up there with Mariah Carey. I'll be playing some Mariah Carey next. Oh, God. They don't. I know people love Ariana Grande, but you cannot compare to these legends. And poor Whitney Houston, what happened to her. But children are our future, and I'm worried about our future. We were talking about the schools and the pandemic and the drug crisis is spiraling out of control. The legalization of drugs, I think, sends a horrific, horrific, yeah, see, I'm using some really strong language, horrific message to kids, the whole vaping nonsense. We got a great show for everybody tonight. Um, Five o'clock, of course, John Katzmatidis will be sitting alongside him, amazing lineup and we always talk about Internet. I don't really talk a lot about international politics. I know a lot more about domestic, um, but I'm getting more and more interested because people don't realize that what happens overseas affects us right here in our in our in our own home states, in our neighborhoods and in, in, in everything. It's all interconnected. And I wanted to bring on uh, Brigadier a General. Uh, Brigadier General Blaine Holt. He's also the former U.S. Deputy Representative to NATO. Welcome to the Brian Kilmeade Show to WABC Radio, General.
4: It's a pleasure. It's great to be with you again, Lydia.
1: General, so tell us. I was watching one of your reports, and I, I've been seeing it on Twitter. I'm ethnic Albanian, so my I have a little, uh, you know, obviously I I have a, you know, a strong feeling towards what's going on with the Albanians, I saw what was happening. Thankfully, I don't have any relatives in Kosovo, but if it wasn't for Bill Clinton, if it wasn't for the United States stepping in, there would have been um, a mass genocide. There was already a genocide, a mass genocide, but it would have continued on and on hundreds more people would have been killed. And now we're seeing right tensions kind of bubbling up again with between Serbia and Kosovo. Can you explain what's going on?
4: Yeah, I sure can. And it's really, um, important to be watching this in addition to how we keep our focus on the Ukraine-Russian war. If we were to step back for a second, we can see old fissures and cracks in Europe between countries and rivals starting to emerge. So it should be no surprise that Kosovo and Serbia are starting to have problems again. And I remember very clearly back to that war, um, flying C-17s in and out of all these countries to try to get it to a, a close as fast as we could. And so here we are, but the the table has changed a little bit. We've got um, this northern enclave of um, ethnic Serbs that uh, we started with a a judicial protest on both sides, uh, Pristina and Kosovo taking exception to that, and then you you have it all bubbling up. Meanwhile, in Serbia, you've got Vucic, who has already been trying to – draw a fine line and balance between uh Serbia's relationship with uh Russia and uh and them embracing the EU and West he's got to play it both ways I'm so relieved to see that Vučić President Vučić was able to get the ethnic Serbs in Kosovo to stand down on the barriers to take a step back and and then the 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 Kosovars are stepping up to the plate and and trying to work a more transparent uh resolution uh but but, but make no mistake, it's still a tinderbox there. And uh, and again, we just have to watch it very carefully because Europe itself is really on the brink.
1: It really is on the brink. And to remind people that if it wasn't for Bill Clinton, that's why if you go to Kosovo, you'll see the giant statue to Bill Clinton. I think they actually built one for Hillary Clinton, too. If it wasn't for the United, the United States stepping in when that crisis was starting to spiral out of control, God only knows where we would be right now.
4: Yeah, it's very true. Um, what we also learned through that war was that our, our allies in NATO were really, really woefully under-equipped. Uh, their military readiness across Europe wasn't very good. And we were just on the eve of going into something we couldn't foresee called 9-11 and and, and Operation Enduring Freedom, which went on and on. So, So through that process, we also learned and started to re-strengthen some of these militaries in NATO. We increased the strength of the alliance. We found that to be very effective in Afghanistan. But 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 we should never take any of these things for granted because NATO itself now and the cohesion that is NATO is actually um, under attack with inflation, energy prices spiraling out of control, food shortages. You see countries now starting to really kind of rekindle these old rivalries, these adversarial relationships that they had as resources
6: come down.
1: And I know that Serbia is being backed by Russia. I do feel that our disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal, the fact that we left behind our allies, and you see now what's going on with the Taliban, what they are doing to the women over there who are now no longer allowed to basically work. They're not allowed to pursue any higher education. This is why Russia we cannot empower them, we cannot embolden them, because other countries then kind of you know, they get puffed up and they think, well, if Russia can do it, then I can do it. And then if Russia backs me, I can do it. And Russia would back China. Russia would back Serbia. And it would just be a disaster. And do you, do you think that our disastrous withdrawal of Afghanistan, the fact that we left people behind, literally trying to hang off on the planes as the planes were, were taken off, have emboldened our adversaries, emboldened the bad guys to do whatever they want?
4: Oh, it, it there's no question about that. And we can even back it up further than that. When this administration and national security team took their seats, they started out with a summit with the Chinese in Alaska and, and publicly had their, their butts handed to them. Uh, and then right then and there is when Putin started troop buildups on the Ukrainian border. Then we go to the disaster that is Afghanistan. And, and and by the way, so many of us veterans are still working overtime to try to get our friends out of Afghanistan. And the State Department globally is doing everything they can to thwart Afghan refugees from seeking asylum in other countries than our country. And it's I'm, I'm, I'm working on an active case right now. Uh, and this is all the fallout of weakness. And so what we've learned throughout our history is that um, American weakness in the world begets great crisis around the world. Mm-hmm. And and so you've really na- put the nail on the head here. Um, what we see in Europe is all as a result um, of our weakness. But we also see it in Asia and the Middle East
8: as well.
1: Well, thank you so much, uh, Brigadier General Blaine Holt, for always uh... You know, bringing the truth and the facts, and that's that's what we need, and people need to understand what's really going on, and that anything that happens around the world can affect us real, can can affect us right at home. And to hear you saying that they're not fast tracking the Afghan refugees to bring them here or allies, the translators, and yet we're allowing our borders to be wide open, and God only right. knows who's coming in, and there as what is it like seven thousand migrant encounters a day. It's just, it's so disappointing, this administration. Thank you so much, General Blaine Holtz. And I look forward to to speaking with you you again. Thank you, sir.
4: Absolutely. Happy New Year. Thank you.
1: So there you have it. You know, we we cover everything here at WABC. We're going to cover the finance, cover New York City, the crime, Jewish hate crimes, you name it. Whatever you need to know, you will find out right here on WABC. I mean, did you know that this was going on? Did you know that there was these fissures, these... uh. These uh, cracks happening throughout the world, like these old conflicts were now re-emerging thanks to President Biden. And he also jeopardized, by the way, President Biden, our national security by making us energy dependent on our adversaries. Do you know that with that first day, that first day that he came into office, what did he do? He signed that executive order to shut down the Keystone Pipeline, which was still being built. And by the way, a pipeline is the most effective, it's the cleanest, it's the best way to transport oil. And if you don't have a pipeline, you can't transport the oil. Then he also signed a lot of legislation strangling the fossil fuel industry. So what happened? Oh, he's doing that because he wanted to please the extreme left wing of the Democratic Party, the whole Green New energies, this and that. Listen, I am all for other po- other energy policies, you know, other ways of energy, solar, winds, nuclear, you know, we need it. We need to diversify our energy portfolio, but you don't get rid of an entire industry, the fossil fuel industry, which is basically the bedrock of your energy, and you don't have anything to be put in place. Everybody knows if you have an electric vehicle, you also have to have a gas-powered vehicle because where are all the charging stations? We're seeing all the stories about the Teslas that they're not charging in the freezing cold. We saw what was happening in Florida when they had the flooding and everything, electric cars, what happens with a battery and the water and the salt water. It, it shorts them out. You need to have both. You need to diversify your energy policy. And that's what the Biden administration did not do, refuses to do. And as a result, our strategic oil reserve now is at an all-time low. We haven't seen it this low since 1983. And do you know why? Because President Biden has been siphoning from it to artificially keep gas prices low. And so that's why gas prices are a little lower now. And they're also low because China, which is the biggest consumer of oil, has been on a lockdown. So as soon as China really opens up and manufacturing starts kicking up and this and that, I would predict that we're seeing some predictions, not even me. I don't need to predict it. I'm not some oil expert. I'm just stating the facts from reports that I'm seeing. There are now some predictions. We could see $4 gas sometime in May in the spring. And what is Biden doing to refill that strategic oil reserve? He's buying barrels of oil now. From Russia, from our adversaries at like double the price. We had it in there for like 30 bucks a barrel. Now he's buying them at God only knows whatever, 70 bucks a barrel. I mean, this is bad energy policy. He is jeopardizing not only the United States, not only our national security with his energy policies, with his border policies. He is jeopardizing the stabilization of the entire world. We need to get this guy out and anybody that supports him. They need to be voted out. I am Lydia Serrani in for Brian Kilmead. You can follow me at, on social media at Lydia News, L I D I A N E W S. When we come back, I'll be taking your phone calls. We got a lot of phone calls, and I love talking to all of you guys because that's the best way we can figure out. We got to protect our children, we got to protect our future because, by God, we, we love this country. Love.
8: Radio 77 W.A.B.C. I'm,
5: I'm straight, I'm not, oh say, 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 oh say, say, say.
1: Welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade show. I almost said the John Matidi show. Mm, I know. It's like instinctual. Ah, Love this music. Love you guys. I love talking to all of you. They don't love you like I love you. Like we love you here at WABC. I just, I'm, during the break, I read some emails, right? So I got I got a lot of emails from people saying like, oh, love you. Love John. Love, love Sid. Love everybody. And then, of course, this one guy. I won't say the full email address, but it's it's a Muslim last name. And uh, he's going off on the Jews. <laughs> oh, my God. So many financial crimes are committed by the Jews. Should I mention all the sex crimes committed by the rabbis? Oh, my God. Why do you have such so much hatred in your heart? Let's not generalize. You know, when somebody is nasty to you for no reason, that says a lot more about their character than yours. And... I always try to remember that. Like my husband, when he's driving Victor, he gets very upset if somebody cuts him off. I mean, it's just he—it's he has—he has a—he has, a, he has I tell him all the time he has an explosive temper. And I said, you're you're allowing them. You're giving. When you get angry, it's like taking a poison pill and expecting the other person to die. And you're giving into exactly what they want. They want to upset you. They want to piss you off. So then, why do you give into it? So when somebody cuts you off, why, you're still going to get where you need to go. And it's normal, God forbid, if like you, you get hurt or something like that, it causes an accident. That's a different story. But nine times out of ten, nothing happens. They cut you off or somebody cuts you off at the grocery line. It happens to me all the time. I don't care. It's like if you're that much in a hurry, just go on ahead of me. It, unless somebody does something to, say, my daughter or my family, I don't really get angry at people when they're nasty to me for no reason because I know it it says it, there's something going on in their lives. It always has to do nine times out of ten with a self-loathing. They they hate something within themselves and maybe like the Grinch. You remember the Grinch stole Christmas? He hated the people of Whoville he didn't necessarily hate Christmas. He hated the Christmas season because people are so merry and jolly and happy. And he hated the people of Whoville. He would look over them. And he couldn't stand the way that, oh, they're singing and their jolliness. and everything. Because he was a miserable human. Well, he wasn't human. A miserable being. And so misery loves company. So the next time, see, this show is also informative. And I'm now I'm going to sound like I'm sounding like a life coach. The next time somebody is nasty to you at work or and all these other things or they're bullying you or even at school and everything, Pray for them. I know. Say a prayer. Say a prayer for them because they need it. That's that's the moral. So, Mister, uh, this guy that wrote me this nasty email about the Jews, uh, you you need you need God, okay? You you need some God in in your life. Uh, let's go to uh, the phone calls. Let's go to Michael from Nutley, New Jersey.
0: Hi, Lydia. Um, good morning. Are you there? I'm here yeah yes Libby what i want to I noticed you're not talking about whoopi Goldberg oh. mean, if someone's putting putting jews fellow yeah. jews fellow Americans in danger on the streets of New York or around the country or or in London. she said in the London Times that um something that that you couldn't tell during Hitler's occupation of germany well well when he was in control of Germany, you couldn't tell Jewish people on the street well yes, you could because then he put a sign on them, then he put like something on their arm. Yeah, and she was saying the, the she's comparing to her being black that you couldn't tell that you could tell that she was black because she was black. I mean, she's, she's like going anti-Jewish Jew again, anti-Jewish people again. And, and I understand why you work for ABC. You have tons of reporters who work for ABC. Why do they, and Well,
1: well we're ABC not the same, same as ABC News. We're not the same companies. They're owned by Disney. We're owned by John Katz Metides. We just happen to uh-huh. have like, yeah, we're not the same. We're not the same as them. No, no.
0: I, I assume that you guys all have to think our department. Oh, no, department, you oh, know what no, I mean? like, no, 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 Jewish, no. Uh, Oh, why, what, no, what no, no, they're, they're
1: owned by Woke Disney, and thank God we are owned by John Katz. Oh, hell no. Oh, no, no. But, yes, Whoopi Goldberg. And don't you think it's pretty interesting that her name isn't Whoopi and her last name isn't Goldberg? She said she came up with the last name Goldberg because she thought it would help her get along further in the comedy community trying to be stereotypical that Jewish people are funny and comedians this and that so it's so funny to me that she tries to say these kind of I, I say they're like borderline I don't think she's really anti-semitic I think she's but she's like ignorant and 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 yet she has like a she picked out a, a Jewish sounding name a Jewish name to be her stage name so I think that's really odd of her.
0: Yeah. One other thing I want to say about George Santos, I just want to say this. I know he 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 ran on an election. He campaigned on things that he wanted to do, but all the Democrats who got reelected last time. They didn't campaign on something that is happening, which they, I'm sure they're a part of, you know, raising MTA fares in the future real soon, raising the tolls, raising tolls on the Slosnick Bridge and the congestion tax. How come they didn't campaign on that, those Democrats, knowing that they were going to do that in the end, right after they got realized? Remember right, right after the election was over this past November? All of a sudden in the news, you hear about MTA fares going up. Yeah, uh, and uh, and the tolls going up at, at the border crossings, you know, you know, over here at the George Washington Bridge and all, and Lincoln Tunnel going up a buck. All of a sudden, they said they're going to go through with it. How come those Democrats didn't campaign on that? I don't. How come know. they kept that from the middle class and poor working people in New York and New Jersey, especially in New York?
1: I, I think before Chris Thank you, Michael. And and plus, you know, the Verrazano Bridge. They they promised us they were going to have the. The tolls lower, no tolls, this and that. Once it's paid off, it's been paid off like numerous times over. And the people of Staten Island, the people of New Jersey, they're just like hardworking, regular people that need to come into the city. The congestion pricing is just lie after lie. Like you said, lie after lie after lie. The MTA, I mean, you you want money? How about you make the people that take the subway pay the fare? How about that? And if you don't pay the fare, if you jump the turnstile, if you go through the emergency door exit... Guess what? You go to jail. I guarantee you, if you start arresting people, you don't have to keep them in. And I'm not talking Rikers, but even just like these, like, uh, you know, the jails at the precincts of the police departments, you put them in jail. You won't have anybody not paying the fare anymore. That That's all we need to do. It's pretty common sense. And then they wouldn't have this huge deficit that that. Right. How, how are you going to look at me to to pay, you know, for twenty something dollars a day to come into Midtown, when I have to take my dad to the to his doctor's appointment or my mother to her doctor's appointment, she she's been going to the doctor, and you know I have other relatives. You have the all the major cancer hospitals, Memorial Sloan Kettering in Midtown. You have New York Hospital, Columbia Presbyterian. You have people from around the world that come to Midtown Manhattan, right, to get the the top of the notch medical care. And you want to charge them thirty bucks a day, a day? And these people are regular, hardworking people too. They're not multi multi millionaires. Why are you doing this? Why I, I don't like they're taking advantage of sick people because they know people have to go to the hospital. It, and and they're like, okay, we know you have to go to the hospital, so you have to make a choice. Do you want to see the amazing doctor? Do you want to get the amazing treatment? Well, you want to live, so you're going to pay the thirty bucks a day. Think about it. That's how crazy this is. Governor Hochul should be ashamed, anybody who's for congestion pricing, anybody should be ashamed of themselves. Who wants to raise fares should be ashamed of themselves when you have people that are not paying the fare and they're jumping the turnstile. And we also know that the majority of people that do get busted for not paying or this or that when it does happen sporadically, they get caught with guns. It happened recently that I think three people were arrested for trying to not pay the fare by cops because it happened right in front of them. And one time a guy did it. He was jumping the turnstile. The gun fell out of his pocket. They, they actually got four illegal guns off the streets by busting three people. So that goes back to the whole broken windows policy that, of course, Mayor Giuliani instituted Bloomberg carried through. And in the beginning of de Blasio, where we prosecuted and, of course, under Police Commissioner Bratton and Commissioner Kelly, where you prosecute those lower level crimes to prevent the higher level crimes. So there you go. And instead, they want to enact uh, stricter gun legislation against legal gun owners. And we know that over 90% of crimes that are committed with guns are done with illegal guns, illegal guns. So why don't you work to get the illegal guns off the streets, get the criminals that are shooting the illegal guns off the streets? So, yeah, that's what's going on. Look at this. All over the TV screens, under fire, federal, state, state. Agencies open investigation into representative elect Santos. Why do we we, once again, the Republicans, we kind of gift wrapped this present to the mainstream media and to the Democrats, because there's so many Democrats out there that have done so many disgusting and shady things, you know, and and the January 6th riot was horrible You know, it should have never happened. We know that. And those people that went into the Capitol, they're not representative of me or you or anybody in the Republican Party or in the conservative party. They were like an extreme group. We also know that there were some undercover FBI agents. We also know there was Antifa in there. I mean, who planted the pipe bombs? Remember, there were bombs planted. Remember that video of the guy scaling the side of the Capitol? Who was that? There was a lot of questions, a lot of things. And we... You know, we fell for it. We fell for it. And Santos, this should have been prevented. This could have been prevented. I, I'm sorry. The, he has been in politics since 2020. Nobody thought to vet him. We had Dave from, what was it? Where, were, where was he calling from, Dave? He brought up a great question. He goes, why, from the Bronx. Why, why nobody, No, there's nobody that vouching, that's vouching for him. Nobody. It, where is the wife? Where is his father? Where's his brother? Where's the aunt and uncle and all these people? I don't know what to believe anymore, but here we are. Uh, Do we have time? We don't have time for a phone call. We don't have time because I have to break at 1130. So real quick, there is some uh, breaking news that uh, Senator Mike Gennaris, he released a statement on Twitter. He believes that Justice LaSalle represents a continuation of a status quo that sullied the court's reputation and ruled inconsistently with New Yorkers. He will vote no should his nomination be brought to the Senate floor. So this Judge LaSalle, this is the this is the judge that uh, Governor Hochul has nominated. And the progressive wing of the Democratic Party doesn't like him because he's too common sense. And now she might need some Republicans to vote in order to get this guy confirmed. And it is just a mess up in Albany. Oh, boy. Keep it right here. I'm Lydia Saranai in for Brian Kilmead on the greatest station in the world, WABC.
8: Talk Radio 77 W.A.B.C.
6: Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner. Sometimes I feel like my only friend is the city I live in, the city of Angel, Lonely as I am, together we cry.
1: Welcome back to the Brian Kilmeade Show. I am Lydia Saran. filling in for him. Um, I will also be filling in for him uh, tomorrow, and you can listen to me on Sit-In Friends, which uh, Curtis Sliwa and John Katzmatidis are filling in all this week. I have a hit around 825-ish where I do my Lydia reports, and then I sit alongside John Katzmatidis every day at 5 o'clock. We've got a great lineup for you today, 12 to 1. We'll have uh, Curtis Sliwa. And then one to three, fan favorite, Dominic Carter. Dominic is killing it. I see all the social media posts. Everybody loves them. Some. Dominic Carter. Dominic Carter. Return of the Mac. You know, that's his like theme song, right? Return of the Mac. And then you've got three to four. You got Mayor Giuliani, who I love Mayor Giuliani. I really, I do. Like, I, I love him. I, I've known, I've. he's like, uh, I've always looked up to him for so long. And I think he will be proven right. Right now, the truth, he's got a lot of proof that has been backing everything up. He's been saying because you even got the CNN documentary coming out. What happened to America's mayor? Nothing happened to America's mayor. He's the same guy. He's always been the same guy that brought us out of the rubble, literally on 9-11. He's the same exact guy. And it's just so sad what this country, how so many people turned against him. And I think the truth will eventually come out. The proof, the truth that's already come out, but I think the proof Will eventually come out, and then from four to five, you have Congressman Anthony Weiner filling in for James Golden, and then myself. Uh, I will be sitting alongside John Katzmatidis. Great show! You you know Judge Weinberg's on with us. We get Dr. Peter Mikolos, our resident medical genius, who's always got his finger on the pulse of everything that's going on in the world, the scientific community, and he's always been like uh, the things that Mikolos says on John's show. Then all of a sudden, the mainstream media will pick up weeks later, weeks after the fact. So it's a great show. And then there's Mark Levin. And then after that, who's after Mark Levin? And then we've got 9 to 10. Who's on? Oh, Bill O'Reilly, of course. And then you have Rita Cosby. I love Rita. Rita is the best. And then you have Dominic back again. And Dominic's going to be filling in from midnight until 3 o'clock in the morning. So you've got some really hardworking people here. Frank Morano, thankfully, he's got the day off. He's going to be with Carmine and his beautiful wife, Rachel. Carmine is so freaking adorable. And he's learning how to walk. And, uh Yeah it's just a it's a great group of people that we work with here at wabc radio under the leadership of john katzmatidis and chad lopez chad lopez my big brother that's how he it's like a big it's like a family that's how it really is here it's like one big happy sometimes dysfunctional family and we fight with each other but we get along at the end of the day we all love each other let's go to gail from westchester
3: lydia hey gail Lydia, i love you And the reason why I love you is because you're a great communicator. You hold my interest.
1: Oh, you're sweet.
3: You're so sweet. Now, I have a suggestion for 2023. Okay. Bear with me. I would like you to be co-hosting Greg Kelly's show. The reason being, I like Greg Kelly. He doesn't hold my interest.
1: Oh, I, I mean, you know, Greg isn't, you know, Greg is an acquired taste. Greg, oh, you know, Greg Kelly's great. He's he's really good. I've known Greg for years. I worked with him back at Fox five and he's so brilliant. Like he's really, really smart. So maybe just give him a try a little bit more. You know, I know, Um, but we'll figure it out. There's always a place for everybody. We're on 24, seven, seven days a week. And I love you, Gail. I love all. You know what I love when I fill in all the women that call in because people, they think, they think, oh, when um, it's a conservative radio station, people they hear the word conservative. They back in the day they th- they think old white guy over the age of seventy, but that's not the case anymore. There's so many people that are dissatisfied with what they, what what's going on in the Democrat cities. I was a Democrat. I, I, I'm gonna I'll admit it to everybody here. I voted for Hillary Clinton. Okay, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. I voted for Hillary Clinton because the first time around because I didn't know who Trump was and I was like. You know what is this guy doing? And this, and then guess what? I turned. I turned because of Trump. Because I saw he wanted to drain the swamp. I was brainwashed. I feel like I was a little bit brainwashed because I was part of the mainstream media, and you 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 hear all these things about conservatives are racist, right? Conservatives are are they don't care about disenfranchised people. They they don't want. They don't care about social programs. They don't. You know. They only care about themselves. And it couldn't be more. Of The opposite. Think about it. Black Lives Matter. Right. When did they come out on the world stage? Right. During the riots of the summer of George Floyd. Right. When George Floyd was killed. More people, more black people have died since Black Lives Matter came onto the scene. What have they done? You had Nike, you had Apple, you had all these major corporations. They gave millions and millions of dollars. And what did Patrice Cullors, she was one of the co-founders, do with the money? She she bought a mansion BLM stands for Buys Large Mansions. What, is, what What kind of programs? Oh, is she laughing? She's funny. You think it's funny? It's funny. It's right. She's, she laughed out loud. I heard her through the glass, the the associate producer. She could come on if she wants to talk. But what have they done? Where are the, where are the programs? Kids need programs. They need basketball teams. They need... The little league teams, where are the community centers, where, where, where instead she bought all of these, man- she bought mansions, she bought mansions with it. More black lives have been lost actually since Black Lives Matter came out onto the scene. They have done nothing but make people more angry. That's what I feel like that in my, who, what's her, what's her name? The AP. Camelia. 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 You're a beautiful girl. You're Thank filling you. in. Am I allowed Thank to you. say that? Am I allowed to say a girl's pretty, like a beautiful? I I always take it as a compliment when somebody says it to me. You're uh you're you're African American, West Indian. Oh, West Indian, and you yeah. laughed out loud when I said BL, BLM said buys large so mansions. <laughs> so you have not been indoctrinated. You have not been <laughs> brainwashed. See, she knows. Most people are 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 onto the scam. They're onto it. Thank you, thank you You're for welcome. coming into WABC Radio, and welcome. Thank Your new you. face. How long have you been working a here? A year. We've had, had conversations, b- Lydia. <laughs> oh, you were at the Christmas party.
6: I
3: was. Okay,
1: because I I, I don't have my contacts in, I can't see you. There's it's a reflection. Okay. I saw you. Okay, I know. Okay, I know. We've had conversations. I see. I can't see. I don't have my contacts in, and then the the monitor here. I see the the this reflection. Street, yeah. It's okay. But you don't usually call screen.
3: I do. But, but during the day? During the
1: night. Oh, like yeah. Because I'm like... Yeah. I, I, never I, here at this time. No, no. And I'm usually here in the afternoon only. So so don't everybody's like, oh my God, she's been there a year and Lydia doesn't know <laughs> yeah, her. I had okay. a full on conversation with her at the Christmas party because I never see you around. So I thought you were part of uh, sales and you're like, no, I'm in production and <laughs> it's because you work at night. <laughs> yeah. So I fully on remember that conversation. And you have a good voice, by the way. Thank you, you. You were singing with Liz uh, Radabali, yeah, who's did, one of our news anchors. Frozen. Yes. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Thank you so much. They need to let it go. Amen, girl. Amen. I love seeing more women working here at WABC. Let's go to Judith. She is a diehard WABC fan. She's always calling in a Greg Kelly show. Judith, what's on your mind?
5: Oh, you're wrong. Greg Kelly's the only one that hates my guts. He I hates don't know you. Why? why? But... Oh, he hates me, hates me. And you want to laugh? <laughs> I find him very... I find him very interesting. Guess what? I find him very interesting. So, but Lydia, eight twenty-five today. You went earlier. This is the one highlight that I love the most on Sid's show is your Lydia report. Okay, in the morning. Okay. So. Oh, you're sweet. Are you there.
1: Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. I'm I'm like because okay. people now now okay. all these people calling in and saying all these nice things about me. John Katzmatzidi is going to think they're all my friends, and I'm trying. I'm getting all these emails, Lydia, this and that, and so. I, we don't know each other. These are just listeners, and it's mostly women. So I'm not paying anybody, by the way. I'm
5: not telling anybody yeah. to call
1: in. Lydia.
5: Yeah, Lydia, you deserve it. Let me tell you something. Talking about Let It Go, I am so burnt out from taking anything seriously anymore, Lydia, that when she took my call earlier, I couldn't talk. I was laughing my freaking head off. And I'll tell you why. You started the show talking about this George Santos, and you. He's black. He's Jewish. He's gay. He's married. He's in college. not in college. Worked. here, worked at, on and off. this was. I didn't stop laughing my head off. It just hit me so funny. You know why? How did this guy get away with it? Listen, you remember the show? I think was called "You've Been Punked."
1: Yes. This with Ashton Kutcher.
5: This, all right. So this guy has punked everyone, and I. I have to tell you, I find it hilarious. I'm sorry. I just do. At this point. You know, when BLM and TIFA riots were encouraged and condoned, or when Albany gives themselves a rage, why? Beca- a rage. Why? Because they promote criminality. I don't know. But read, re- um, uh, sorry. Lydia, I want to tell you, you're right. Two wrongs to make a right, but i got to tell you something, okay? Where is the righteous indignation and the righteous outrage at the biggest liar and the biggest pay-to-play thief, and that's Joe Biden? If anyone should resign, it should be Joe Biden, except guess what? The idiotic cackler, Harris is in the wing, so that's no good
1: either. You're right, 100% I, I, Judith. You're 100% right. I got to get to another phone call. You're right. And also, President Biden, you know, I. I I wonder if there's any kind of criminality going on with him because he sees what's going on at the border. He sees the fentanyl that is pouring across the border, killing our young people. Over a hundred thousand people are overdosing every single day. We had former special agent in charge of the drug enforcement agency, a Derek Maltz, on yesterday. And I asked him, I said, they're saying it's a hundred thousand. Do you think it's more? And he said, Absolutely. We're talking like 12-year-old kids that are dying. They think that they're taking a Xanax. They think they're taking a Skittle even. They think they're taking, oh, just take this, and they're buying it off the Internet, and they're dying. It's the poisoning of America. The president knows this is happening, and what does he do? Nothing. He knows this border crisis is about to spiral out of control with the expiration. Title 42 is going away, okay? It's going away. I know they're going to hear the oral arguments in February It's a deportation tool, and only about 20% of the people are being expelled using Title 42. It's not immigration policy. We need bipartisan legislation to have orderly immigration reform, to have people coming in in an orderly fashion into this country. My idea is bring back Remain in Mexico. Let's expand it, remain in uh, wherever country you come from, and allow people to have an orderly way of coming into the country how about the afghan women that are being persecuted or in iran or the allies we left behind so we're not letting them come in when they have actual valid asylum claims they're not getting processed they have to wait years but then people can just come across sneak through a fence across the border that's not what this country is about we also if all the people that are coming across the border first of all we need to put up a border and then number two Put up judges in tents, put up makeshift courthouses. Let's adjudicate all of these so called asylum claims right there on the spot. And I guarantee, and I, or we already know nine out of 10 asylum claims, they're rejected and then people will be sent back. And that's what we have to do. And guess what else? I think what is going on in Mexico? Why don't we strengthen our alliance with Mexico? Why don't we help them and figure out why don't we do something to so these people aren't so impoverished? Okay figure out something that we need to do with them. And we're sending billions of dollars all over the place. They're our neighbor, like we work with Canada. Let's work with Mexico and figure out a plan. And I also think that we should bomb the hell out of those drug labs because I think drugs are the source... Of All of our problems. Yes, I do. The poisoning of America, the dumbing down of America, the brainwashing of America, drugs, 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 whether they be illegal or legal. I think too many people are on on drugs. They want to forget about their problems instead of dealing with them on hands. I'm Lydia Sarani. I got a lot of phone calls. Larry, Philip, Pace, Al, Steve, Ed, I will be talking to you. Right after this, I'm Lydia. You can follow me social media at Lydia News, L-I-D-N-E-W-S. And this goes to Camille. Snow
4: glows white on the mountain tonight, not
3: a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation, and it looks like I'm a queen. The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside couldn't keep it and heaven knows I try. Don't let them in, don't let them see. Be the good girl you always have to be. Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know. Well, now
8: Radio 77WABC
3: so
6: like
1: Welcome back to the Brian Kilmead show. I am Lydia Serrani filling in for Brian Kilmead this week on this uh, holiday week. Uh, I can't believe New Year's is almost here. Why do things have to be so complicated, right? I don't know. It's it's so complicated. I feel so bad for kids. I keep thinking I I was looking at some of the videos of that kid that got the surgeries and stuff. He's taking the puberty blockers and I can only imagine the parents of this kid. Oh God. Can you imagine? Like your kid comes home and back in my day, see I'm gonna sound like an old fart right now. Back in my day, the kids like they I'm gonna I'm gonna rat out my husband right now. He got a tongue ring. See, I don't, his father doesn't even know yet. Victor, I ratted you out. So he got a tongue ring, but it only lasted a day because he came home. He used to dye his hair a bunch of different colors. Now he has no hair. But he had a tongue ring, and his mom found it, and his mom flipped out and made him take it out. Like, that was the worst you did. You got like a little tattoo, you got a tongue ring, maybe you got a nipple piercing. No, I'm kidding. Obviously, nobody's getting their nipples piercing. But you you know, these stupid things that, that were reversible. Well, a tattoo isn't reversible, but you know, maybe if you do some laser, but th- that was like the worst of it. Now kids are coming home and they're like, Mom, you have to call me they. I'm non-binary. Mom, you gotta, you, you know, I, I think I'm a boy or I think I'm a girl and I need puberty blockers or I want this and I want that and... I, I want to get my cheeks hollowed out, or I need plastic surgery for this. And I saw some, I saw a story in the New York Post where a girl got her toes shortened. She got toe shortening surgery. There are so many things people don't realize that they, they you're perfect just the way God made you. You don't need to like do any of these surgeries because it's not going to make you happier, right? That's what life is about, right? Being happy. That's why we're trying to make money and we we the jobs and the edu- all the things that we do, it's in an effort to kind of make ourselves happy when being happy is something that's very intrinsic. It's something that we can only get with our family and our friends. And sadly, a lot of us don't realize that until it's too late, until we're too old and we're in bed and we're like, oh, you know, you never hear about a a person that's bedridden say, oh, I wish I could have gone to work more. Oh, I wish. No, they always say, I wish I could have spent more time with my family. I've been working a lot this week and I've been not being able to see my daughter and I just see her very quickly in the morning. And I swear I came home last night and she got bigger. She got bigger. You know, she's five and she's my heart and my soul and i just like it it like it kills me it kills me that i i'm missing a little bit of the things and it's sad to me that a lot of people don't realize what's really really important in life and i'm very ambitious i'm very work oriented and career driven and all these things but at the end of the day my family my mom my dad my husband my daughter my sister brothers my nieces and nephews Brother in law, all everybody they come first and they should come first. Family should always come first and of course your faith because uh you know you can always change a job. You can't you don't want to change out your husbands and you don't want your kids growing up and not talking to you. Uh let's uh go to Philip from Brooklyn. Philip, are you there?
2: I Lydia, can you hear me?
1: I can hear you loud and clear. Uh,
4: okay, yes. I, I just wanna say also that I love you very much. Um um I've, every every time I hear your voice, I mean, you can hear the passion in your voice with you know what's going on with this country and everything. But um, Lydia, this is probably going to get me cut off, but um, you need your own show. Catherine um, Matijs, he's not doing much right by you, Lydia. You don't need to be in roundtable or anything. You need your own show,
8: Lydia.
1: Oh, you're. Um, look, I'm not going to cut you. I'm very appreciative of John. You know, people say to me, oh, you know. I, I, I love sitting alongside him. It's my honor and a privilege when he calls me sidekick. People don't realize that. It's an honor to be alongside a, a, a man. And I'm not talking about because he's a billionaire. He's such a good, good, decent human being. And I see what he's trying to do. And the fact that he's taking me along that journey with him, it, it's like, I, it gets me like emotional sometimes how proud and honored I am. But they, I know what you're saying. I know. I, I do. Of course, eventually I think it'll happen for me. Philip. Okay, Lydia. Don't worry. Thank you. I thank you so much. You're so sweet. Uh, let's go to. Let's see who's been on hold a long time. Um, oh, Al from Stamp. Oh no, I'm not. I don't want to talk. I, I don't want to talk about open road racing. I'm sorry. Uh, let's go to uh, Ed from Staten Island.
6: Good morning, Lydia.
1: Good morning. Almost afternoon.
6: Okay, here's my issue today. This morning, I'm at Staten Island, Westerly. The sky is clear blue. These military jets are flying crisscross left and right all over the place, and they leave a contrail that does not clear up. The whole sky is white all morning. The sun is just starting to break through. What are they putting into the atmosphere?
1: I don't know. That's a good question. You know who you should call into overnight, uh, the other side of midnight? You could call Frank Morano. I swear he has the answer to everything. And Curtis Slewa, you can call Curtis, too. They they know more about that science stuff than I do. Let's go quickly to Lou from Wanta.
8: Yeah, good, good afternoon, Lydia, to be. Um, you know, I was going to touch on the subject before the previous calls. I agree with that young lady about uh, our borders in jeopardy. You know, I'm saying and also with Biden's doings, the 25th Amendment, look what President Trump went through. That's number one. And he had a cold and they wanted to impeach him on the 25th Amendment. Correct. And um, but also, I also want to more important. You brought up the thing about family and talking about these kids getting these blockers of this puberty blockers. You know what the problem is today? And I stood at my father's grave, who was a veteran yesterday at the out in the out in the islands, Long Island here. And, I, I mean, he's rolling over his grave, what's going on. But the, the, the point of the matter is, is the family. What are these parents doing? Are they really so brainwashed by academia that they're putting their faith in academia, which is damaging their children's health and welfare and their psychological? It's out of hand. And it comes all comes back to the faith, the faith and family. And that's all I'm going to say on that note, Lydia.
1: Well, thank you so much, Lou. And what was your father's
8: name, too? My father's name was John. Um and uh yeah, uh <laughs> I could go on and on. I mean he was very active out in the five towns area mm-hmm. where I grew up and uh and it's just um Well I'm yeah. sure he's
1: very proud of you. And and um and you're keeping his memory and his message alive and the fact that you listen to WABC and you're concerned and you're worried about our future. That's that's amazing. So thank you so much. Uh, Lou, uh let's go to Jim from Pennsylvania.
0: Hello, Lydia. Jim. Can you hear me? I can
1: hear you. We gotta make it quick because the show's about to okay. end.
0: Dittoes, ditto's for everything everybody said about you. And this country was built on laws. No man was above the law, and that's what we lost. And that's why all these laws are being broken. Nobody's nobody's enforcing the law. It's a shame.
1: That's right. No man is above the law, right? We need we need well, law. We need law and order. And that is something uh President Biden seems to forget, and amongst a lot of other things. And we're we're not gonna sit back and uh we're not gonna take this anymore. We are going to speak out, we're going to continue telling the truth, we're gonna vote the right way, and we're not going I'm not leaving New York. You know, my husband and I talk about going to Florida, we're not going anywhere. I am Lydia Serrani filling in for Brian Kilmead, and remember and trust that God is with you in all ways, always.
5: Let it be you will